Welcome to the Dan and Kimberly podcast. It's all better. I've made everything all better. (laughs) Well, not all better. Better. It's just better. (laughs) Dear listener, today we're going to present you with one simple trick that'll make your life all better. (laughs) (laughs) With only 59 simple steps. Subscribe now. (laughs) Yeah. You know, step 13 will surprise you. (laughs) It always surprises me. Me, exactly. It's amazing. Uh, I'm Kimberly Joy. And I'm Dan Fay. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're actually talking about um, book ending your day and also touching on goal settings, which is an interesting place to leap after talking about Drive. Yeah. Drive got me back in that like um, business and your life should be productive and have direction and, you know, generate meaning through, through like the, um, what was the phrase I want? Like the, the progression to a worthy goal or worthy goals. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't always do in my life, but like, if they, like getting back and drive and thinking about like flow and motivation and like the key components of life that get people like fired up, just kind of naturally puts you back on that track mm-hmm. of being like, okay, so what are like these, like these, um, business or um other professionals that are you know getting shit done <laughs> what, what else do they do with their life whether it's like well they prioritize and they mm-hmm. you know decide what they're gonna do and they also you know instill their life with you know habits mm-hmm. they're gonna help them get the that stuff done so then when we were talking after the last podcast and you had brought up like book ending your day and all the things related to it and goal setting i'm like yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a natural place to go. It's it's a good place to land. Right. Yeah. Um. It's it might not be what we're currently doing in our lives, but we highly recommend it as a practice. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's hard to have a real good sense of if you're moving, if you're not <laughs> setting goals, because it's so arbitrary. Oh sure. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I think even if you aren't like doing the thing and you aren't sitting down and, you know, being super intentional, you're probably still moving. So this is one of those things that I used to take a lot of guilt from before. Oh yes. That thing I'm not doing. Let me add it to the <laughs> list of things. Right. Oh wait, I'm not doing lists because I'm not setting goals. But um, <clears throat> I don't think that's the place you have to come at goal setting from. That could just be my bubbly optimistic side going, Hey, find a tool. Let's play with it. Well, and I think, uh, I think for better or worse, you end up being like saturated with some of the like ideas and mindset around goal setting, regardless of what like chapter you are in your life. Mm-hmm. So I think there are times and places for like more formalized goal setting. Mm-hmm. Um, like regardless of if we decide to engage with this podcast on that level, when we like at, at the end of our one year mark, when we like re-talk and assess about all this part of the stuff they'll be drawn in just like naturally organically will be like do we have goals for the next year yeah (laughs) like what are we adjusting direction Mm -hmm. what like what's going on so like speaking of goals and speaking of intention uh this ends up just being um when you're creating things you're trying to build things you're trying to progress in any way it just seems to be like a natural way that comes about Mm -hmm. um that said I've had periods of my life where either I'm like hyper formal about it and I'm like trying to pick up like new tools that help me like do it better. Like how do I prioritize my day and stop like feeling like a hundred thousand fire alarms are going off? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then there are periods of my life closer to now when like a whole bunch of my objectives are like a lot looser. Like it's like, oh, you know, you have these existing habits or like some of this existing intention. And it's like, I don't know, let's like, this is how I see it. But like, I'm, I'm like playing my hand for a bit. Like I made a few choices. I picked like two or three things or four things that I'm going to do. And then I'm just like doing them. Right. Um, and there's a chance for me. And so I'm uh, this kind of attempt for me of like, um, teasing apart you talking about like having guilt around goal setting. Right. Um, because I, I do that a lot too. So I seem to have periods where like, I don't have guilt and I'm pushing super hard with, with it. And then I have times when like, I start feeling the guilt coming on and I like rebel against the guilt. So I'm just like, I'm pretty sure I'm making decent decisions. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to do the thing and stop trying to think I should be doing a better thing. <laughs> be better as my daughter would say. <laughs> Nice. Just be better, mom. Be better. Oh, thanks, baby. <laughs> yeah, I think probably the easiest access for anybody who's just starting with goal setting is this idea of bookending because it really doesn't take that much effort. Yeah. It's not super complicated. And for me personally, and for anybody that I've worked with on this, the payoff is way worth the amount of effort. So what's your experience with, with bookending your day? Uh, so. It's interesting how many different ways it shows up for different types of people. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll do an example of my life first. But like uh, when I when I wanted to get into reading more and I was just trying to like build that muscle and specifically when I was engaging with business and leadership um, material, there was a huge push in my life to like read daily. Um and it wasn't just like, whenever you have time, pick up a book. I think some CEOs might do that, but I don't think they really do. Like most people either read in the morning or read in the evening. Most humans I know read in the evening before they go to bed because there's something like naturally unwinding about reading. Right. Um, and so my first exposure to like the dividends of bookending my day was bookending my nights. Um, with like, and, and it's, it's interesting because I've like divorced from that a bit. Like I don't read as consistently every night. And, and I know it's been interesting for me to see like some of the other good things that came out of that that weren't a decision at the time. So like, because I was reading before I went to bed, I wasn't like on my phone or wrapping up a movie and then going to bed overstimulated or spending an extra however long either on the computer or doing something else. Um, that like has my mind like really, really just firing on all cylinders um, and distracted. And then I'm restless at night. Mm. Um, so it was actually, you know, of this, um, you know, the, uh, what's a polite way to put that? But like the way culture is currently deciding what to do with screen time, because we're all like constantly on our phones and on our screens and everything else. Uh-huh. Um, and that like soft rebellion against like, you know, don't be on your phone. It's the same as like, don't eat before you go to bed that mm-hmm. your mom always used to tell you or whatever. You'll get cramps and die. Oh, wait, that's right. swimming. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and it's the same with like, you know, the mantra of like, don't be on your phone an hour before you go to bed because it'll uh-huh. just make you restless and crazy. And reading for me had a bunch of like, without me getting on that bandwagon, had a bunch of that natural stuff in there for me. So there was just like tons and tons of dividends that just like ironed out my day really smooth. Um, and on the front end of my day, 
Uh, it's been different. It's been different. One of the things that, um, this is going to sound stupid. So I don't, do, do the podcast listeners know this? Um, I don't, I don't like, I don't like eat three meals a day. Um, I eat like one meal a day. That's why he's got such a nice physique. Still. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, so I metabolism too, but if I had three meals a day, this is going to set me up for my forties nicely though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I don't die from malnutrition. Uh, so one of the nice things was, even though I don't really eat breakfast these days, just like getting up and like having something like, a, like a little bit of a shake or just like drinking a bottle of water or something. And this is going to sound like super mundane, right? But like starting my day like that consistently. And when I was, when I was taking vitamins, just like always knowing that I would get up and like take like some vitamins and stuff. It was, it was interesting when I got both those in place. Mm. Um, Cause my day had like this really obvious start. There was like, all right, no, there's no just running out the door, like pull yourself out of bed, you know, go get, go get a bottle of water, you know, chill mm-hmm. out for a second drink. Or when I was, um, when I was attempting to start practicing meditation in the morning, which I failed because I wasn't patient enough at the time. It sounds like you attempted the try. You just didn't succeed in the sticking. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so what I could stick with is like not leaving the house with an empty stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my day having like this obvious beginning, which has natural emergence in it too of like, well, you can't just like jump out of bed and like, you know, wash your face and then like quickly throw clothes on right at the door. Like there needs to be like a little bit of buffer. Um, mm-hmm. And similar in the evening, it's like, you can't just like finish watching the third Lord of the Rings and then be like, well, it's 2 a.m. I better go to bed. And then just like <laughs> click, turn up the light, like uh-huh. do whatever. Um, and that added like a lot of really interesting stability to my life, um, which allowed me to one, like plow through a ridiculous number of books in a year. Um, so, but to relate to other people though, um, one habit that falls really well in line with book in your day, which probably seems obvious but i'll just like say it is like people set like resolutions and goals around going to the gym all the time mm-hmm. and gym time is like quite literally a good bookend activity um regardless of if it's like maybe it can't be directly at the end of your day like while you're like laying down to go to bed mm-hmm. but if it's like you know part of my wind down from being at work routine is like leave work go to the gym do this thing, go home, make this, do that, do this, days over. Mm-hmm. Um, that type of ritual um, can really like, it makes the habits easier. It's not like, oh my goodness, now I have to go to the gym. When am I going to fit it in? And it's like, yeah, that's the point. That's the point of having routines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of allows your brain to maintain these things that have a positive effect on your life, especially over time, like going to the gym, even if you're just going for like a half an hour walk after work doesn't yep. something super crazy. I'm lifting totally. weights. I'm going to be a bodybuilder. Um, but it just allows you to not have to make those decisions. So at the end of the day, when maybe your brain is reaching decision fatigue, you're still taking good care of yourself. Yeah. I still do this thing and it, it allows you to wind down. It also, for me, maybe because of the person that I am, it allows me to get out of that responsive mode or I'm just at everybody's beck and call and I'm just have my antennas up waiting for somebody to need me to answer an email or whatever. If I, I have to give myself myself a line of demarcation. I don't answer emails for work after five. I don't answer them before nine because I used to pick up my phone first thing in the morning and go, who needs a thing? 
And I would just sure, sure. bonding right away. And like you said, it's kind of this hazy start to the day. Yeah. And it seems like self-sacrificing and doing the entrepreneur thing right, like nose to the grindstone. But really what it did is it gave me a really hazy start. So I wasn't sure when I was working and when I wasn't. <laughs> and the quality of the communication I was putting out into the world was subpar. Right. So it was actually more serving the community if I gave myself these containers. I don't work before this time. I don't work after this time. And I'm the same way with you as I read right before bed. Because otherwise, I could fall into some... Who knows what kind of rabbit hole on the internet all the time? Yeah, totally, totally. (laughs) (laughs) It's one in the morning. I have to be up in four hours. Why am I still awake? And then it's that like slow, hazy, like fade into sleep. I think I have this ability to do whatever whenever I want. But really, it's almost like treating myself like a creature. (laughs) What are the good habits that I would give? But I would recommend, say, my kids. Well, of course I would tell them they need to sleep. And, and pulling those habits into my own. <laughs> Listening to my own advice, perhaps. Boo. <laughs> Boo, yeah. There's this great app that um, Tim Ferriss recommended on his podcast a couple of years ago. And I, did it, I do it off and on. And it's called the Five Minute Journal. Mm. And it's basically just a prompt. Like in the morning, you get up and say, uh, like, what are the three things I want to happen today? Okay. And like some sort of uh, who am I? Like some sort of like affirmation. Who yep. am I today? And then at the end of the day, you do the same thing. You do three, like what were the three best things about today and what would I improve? And just doing that, it was amazing how much more present I was just because I was starting with a reason and closing out with a like a, an after action review. It's so simple. We want to discount these tools because they're so simple. We don't need this shit. <laughs> And it really, for me, at least, it makes a huge difference. I, I've been in that run, too. Yeah. It, uh, so two things to say on that. One, it occurs to me with you saying that, that like, my parents or grandparents were right. Because I remember when I was doing like contractor stuff, and I'd like uh-huh. roll. No, I'd literally be in bed. But I'd like roll to my yep. right, grab my laptop, <laughs> yep. roll the other way, still be in bed, turn it on and open my email. Yep. And be like, all right what's on fire right now? Like what client needs, whatever, what's going on today. Uh, But like, I don't remember my parents or my grandparents doing that. They'd like, get up. They'd like mosey down, turn on the coffee maker, like sit around, watch a little bit of news, check the weather, go, go in, like drink some coffee, Uh sit down. Hey Dan, man, it sure is nice outside today. Yeah. (laughs) A little water cooler talk. It was just like, but there was like this delineation between yeah. like the time when they were like a human waking up and the time when they were like some quote unquote, like productive member of like whatever their building or society or however you want to look at it. Um, and there was like, there seemed to be uh, not that haze in my idealistic way that I look back on like old people, even in like Hollywood movies and stuff. <laughs> old people. Um, they, they seem they seem to have that delayation down, you know, mm-hmm. that classic like ideal lifestyle of like moseying down. The thing the that coffee, we're having to learn table. now. Yeah, because <laughs> you can just well your phone's beside you, right? So like I'd be lying if I said I didn't get up in the morning and like pick up my phone because of course first thing I do is pick up my phone. A, my alarms on it. Yeah, but but then B, I have like maybe I have alerts from work because of some air through or 
you know, I very quickly check my email. Like I do all this, like I'm very engaged with the world in the, like as a, as a producer already. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's no like, oh, I just get to be, you know, an animal. I just get to be Dan, just like mosey about, I need some food. I, I need to like chill out. I need to like wake up. It's like, no, there's no time. You're already connected. You could already have texts or emails to answer. You could answer the bed. You could answer them right now. You could um, answer them in the middle of the night. I used to do that. It's midnight. Maybe I'll check my email. What a bad plan. Yeah. There wasn't the ability for that bleed over to happen before. So I think people in the past that were kind of romanticizing kind of had to have that little bit of humanity that was preserved in their life, their family time, their me time, even if it wasn't, you know, the most productive time in the world, they couldn't be plugged into the system right away that started sucking out of them. Yeah. I actually turned all of my alerts off when I got let go of a job that was very, um, I had constant demands on my time. I actually removed, put all those apps where I couldn't see them and turned off the alerts because I knew I was like a little hamster getting my <laughs> pellet because I was getting, I was getting validation. I was getting, oh, I was like a crack addict with checking the blocks for other people. Right. And it, it's fascinating to me that in doing that, it felt good. I was addicted to it, but I was actually less productive. Mm, and, sure. And now when I take better care of myself, surprise, surprise. I mean, this isn't like some sort of spoiler alert. <laughs> My life is better when I take better care of myself. I am a better mom. I'm a better coach. I'm a better everything. Pay my bills better. My house is cleaner. Like all of these things, like you said, just kind of naturally rippled out from just bookending my day. It doesn't have to be some grand plan to become the next president of the United States or somebody in the Canadian government, whoever they are. We have a prime minister. Prime minister. I can picture him in my head. He's not good looking. Same difference. <laughs> same difference. Yeah. He has, he has half leader. that British charm. Yes. Yeah. The British. That, is that what it is? So, yeah, it seems like a really simple concept, but I think because it is simple, we throw it away because the answer has to be more complicated. Yeah. My yeah. problems feel bigger than just <laughs> making time to sit down with a cup of coffee in the morning. That was the other thing. So, you were talking about um, Tim Ferriss and the app. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've, I've been in there when I was doing, like, when I was back doing seminar work and, like, really just, like, honing my introspective practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done little bits of pieces going forward, even when I've been doing business things. Um, the business light version of that is, like, in the morning doing daily affirmations and, like, having, like, an affirmation journal. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the self-realization part is way, way more like classic back when I was just working on myself, like for, for the sake of just being like a healthier, more realized person. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea of like waking up in the morning and being like, who am I going to be today? Because that was actually, um, that was an instructed like um, method for uh, when we were actually in seminar, because some of them would last like a week. And uh, we would like get up reasonably early and we'd do, be doing workshops and stuff like all day until like late, like midnight. Um, and starting the morning with like an affirmation of like, who am I? Like, what am I doing today? Mm-hmm. Um, how, how am I going to show up is the way that I would have phrased it back then. Um, and so um, 
And I kind of, in day-to-day life, I kind of lost some of that edge. Because like my days do blur together still. Like I, I get up and I don't think like, you know, what am I going to embody today? Like, how, how am I going to be out there in the world? But there have been periods in my life, like I slip in and out of it. Um, and, and you were talking about presence, right? Because like, because um, I find that too, is that when I was doing that, when I started the day and I was literally like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to like live through the virtue of courage for like an entire month in all these different ways. And I'm going to like get up in the morning and like think about like how I'm going to show up and be that today. Um, just all of a sudden you're like a human cruise missile, like right from the, the morning, because like, you know what you're there to do. Yeah. You're, you're not there to like, you know, put on your suit to put on your clothes and do whatever and like go to work and be a good salesperson or be a good, whatever, or a good engineer or what mm-hmm. have you. You're, you're not even there to like get up and be like a really good mom necessarily. Right. You have like this overarching vision for what the day could be. And, I, I find that that like naturally leads to reflection in the evening. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I set it with like all these aspirations and like this happened, that happened. That was amazing. And it's like, this part was really challenging. And, and that may not be fair to everyone involved. Cause I know that I like, I have a pr- huge propensity to like hide it in my head and be incredibly introspective. So maybe, maybe that emergent isn't actually obvious, but even if you have to put the reflection time, if you have to book it in at the end of your day, if your brain just doesn't go on all cylinders being like, let's think about all the stuff we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, like mine does. Um, you've given yourself some, something to chew on. Right. Because in the, in the beginning you had an objective and then when you get to the end, it's just really easy to access like, cool. What that objective do? Like, what did I do? Who was I today? Yeah. It gives, uh, like you said, a cruise missile. It almost gives your brain is a question answering machine. And so if you give it that intention in the morning, it's always looking for the solution. Well, how can I be courageous? How can I be courageous? Oh, there, there's a, there's a way, there's a way, there's a way, there's a way. And I don't know if everybody naturally sees it as introspection. It might uh, actually show up as insomnia because they're just sure. like, Oh, I have lots of insomnia. <laughs> but if you're actually intentionally answering the question at the end of the day, it might quiet some of that insomnia. Mm, okay. Sure. So I had an intention. I was going to be in your case, courageous. Let me look at it. Let me, you know, put on my glasses and look backwards for a few minutes. And you're answering the question. Oh, I was courageous here. I was courageous here. This one was a challenge. What would I change? And it kind of closes that loop. I think that's part of the bookend because you're actually putting it down. Okay, today was okay. I've identified the biggest problem that I'd like to keep working on. I've given myself a few kudos for uh, what I did well. And now I can go to sleep because tomorrow tomorrow I'm going to kill being courageous again. And so you can go to sleep knowing that you've got, yeah. this. You've got this. Yeah, an interesting practice. I've actually um, had a lot of my clients do, and it's been interesting to watch them come back is to have them write down two or three things in the morning that they're grateful for about themselves, which is fantastically cool. hard to do in our world of false modesty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the evening, write down a couple of things that you did well for the day. Oh, it's like a self-worth exercise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of does the same thing. Like That actually sounds pretty challenging. It is way more challenging <laughs> to, than it should be. <laughs> to, to me, that sounds challenging after like day three. Like mm-hmm. I'm a little bit anxious of like doing that for like an entire month or even mm-hmm. like two weeks. Because I'd be like, oh yeah, I conducted the park for like a bit. And then I'm like thinking about it and I'm like, oh man, you get to the end of a week and it's just like. Yeah, do it for a month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
And then you start seeing yourself better because then just like you were giving yourself the problem to solve, how can I be courageous? What am I doing right today? Oh, I'm actually doing a lot of things right that I'm completely blind to. Yeah. And then they get, you know, because a lot of the clients I give this exercise to are bookending their day with all of that. Well, I didn't do this right. And I didn't do this right. Yes, yes, yes. Screwed up, screwed up, screwed up. And that's what they go to sleep with. Is that like kind of punching themselves in the face? So changing what they're going to sleep, sleep thinking about changes how they're waking up too. Oh, I did things right yesterday. What do I appreciate about myself? What am I going to do? And so it changes this problem that they're solving. Now they're playing almost a where's Waldo with how they're amazing in the world. Right. Most people are doing like a thousand things right and like five things wrong, but they're so fixated on, oh, those things. And so it bookends their day in a different way. Absolutely. Dan's not going to try it, I could tell. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, that, that, that's actually, um, that sounds oddly inspirational to me. There's been periods, so going way, way back to the episodes you recorded on The, the Greatest Salesman, mm-hmm. speaking of like lining yourself up like a missile, oh, yeah. um, that, because you are reading them in the morning and in the afternoon and then in the evening, like you, you're just staying focused on like a thing. Um, but I can remember, um, specifically the one about like love in your heart and looking at people and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That month was really interesting for me because it was very similar to what you were saying there, which mm-hmm. is like, I was, I was looking at the world a lot more positively, but I was also like very compassionate towards myself as well to the best I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually, um, because I was already lining myself up to be thinking that way, I was giving myself more ammunition regardless. So like I live in Canada it's cold here. So like, I remember because I was reading it in the winter because it's always winter here. It's always winter. And and, uh, so, you know, sometimes you don't have time to like turn around and go grab that mitt that the dude dropped while he was walking out into the parking lot to his car to the bus or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you notice it, but you don't do anything. He says begrudgingly to all the listeners (laughs) Um, and me. Uh-huh. And so, um, but that was a month where it's just like, I was, uh, and I've been trying to carry this forward into the years of my life forward is like, if I'm having like an instinctual draw to something generous or compassionate, um, I, I don't think about it. Let, like, I, like I don't second guess it. So I would always have the pull when I saw like a glove on the ground. Mm-hmm it's not a neutral feeling for me. It's like, Oh shit, that person dropped a thing. Like it's, it's like a visceral thing. But then, uh, one second, one, like a hundred milliseconds later, right. My brain's just like, anyway, like, man, it's been a long day and you're tired. We're going to get your bus fast. or we're going to like do the thing. And so you just like keep going and then you feel shitty or I feel shitty for like three seconds or whatever. But then you're like on, you're doing your errand. So it's like, whatever. Uh, and then you don't think about it. Um, and, a bunch of that like instinctual pull towards compassion. Um, I just like, that was a month where I just didn't cage it at all ever. Mm. So like I'm handicapped, right? So like someone slips and falls over. I can't like help them stand up, but like I will turn and I'll be like, whoa, are you okay? Right. Um, even though I have no place at rescuing anyone like really in a physical thing, cause I'm just going to fall over too. Um, but instead of like second guessing myself into that, like, this weird box of like, oh, someone better equipped will handle that thing. Um, 
just as another example, uh, mm. I, I just like leveraged myself into all of those situations, like 100% of the time for like the entire month. And so it's like someone dropped the glove and it's just like, turn around and be like, Hey, he missed, you forgot this. Cause I'm also like rather introverted and I don't really like talking to humans if I can help it sometimes. Um, and so, and so all that stuff, cause that's like kind of an uncomfortable thing for me. Like the, the generosity is obviously not all that uncomfortable. I don't really care, but mm-hmm. as in, it's not a negative feeling. I'm not like, Oh, I'm so humble and whatever. It's like, uh, instead it's just, we're like, oh, I have to talk to a human, but short circuiting all that and just like letting the instinct take over mm-hmm. was amazing. So it sounds it, like you spent a lot less time doubting yourself that month. Yeah. I'm doing this thing. I'm reading this mantra three times a day from the greatest salesman book. And this month is all about love and generosity. <gasps> and then it turns you into a missile. Yeah. You doubt yourself. You didn't belittle yourself. Well, I'm not the right person for this job. You just did the thing. Yeah. And, uh, so that's, it's interesting. And so my overarching point there would be, it's interesting when you like set these two like pillars on the side of your day, mm-hmm. regardless of what you're like tuning them towards. If it's just like, potentially it could be being more courageous or it could be being a better salesman or it could be being more compassionate or it could be whatever, being a better communicator, or show, showing more love in this way or uh, being, be- having less of a short temper in like this situation, like, Taking better care of yourself first. Yeah. <laughs> be a totally being, selfish pillar too. Like being healthy, mm-hmm. right? Or setting up like healthy, sustainable habits in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, any of those things. It's interesting when you like set up two pillars that like ring similar, um, that the middle of your day like gets this weird, like there's a lot more like natural, um, you, you're like, you're tuned to see the opportunities that were already there. Yeah, I would say almost resonance. Yeah, so it's, it's not that anything's changed. Nope. Because that person was always going to drop their glove and nope. slip on the ice and do all... Like, your day is, like, exactly... You're not, like, some grand wizard where now that you've put these, like, two pillars <laughs> in the thing, like, you transform the world in some way, but you've, you've transformed how you see it. But I want to be uh, a wizard, Dan. That's okay. You could <laughs> be a wizard, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry I about it. I would agree. Like, like you said, your day is exactly the same. The challenges are most likely going to be very similar. But it's giving yourself that moment of choice. We talk about how little free will we have. Sure. It's actually leveraging the free will you have and putting on the glasses you want to wear when you go outside. What am I going to see today? I'm going to see how I could be courageous. I'm going to see how I can be generous. I'm going to see how I can slow down and not just be responding to everything. And then you see it because your brain is a question answering machine. I think it's called the RAS. Tony Robbins talks about this. If you go into a room and you say, I'm going to see how many red shirts there are. That's what you see. You see right. the red shirts. You're, you're giving your brain what you're looking for. Where's, what's the where's Waldo you're looking for today? And it to me is one of the easiest ways to exercise any amount of free will. And it just, it changes the residence for your whole day. And, and then bookending it on the end kind of puts it to sleep so you can rest. Yeah. It's, um, it's so simple and it's so hard to be consistent at because it's simple. My brain wants to go, yeah, I don't need to do that anymore. You've got this, you've got this. And then I find out whatever habit I was trying to move away from, I've readopted. Totally. totally yeah. I put down this, such a simple practice bookending your day. Yeah. 
I think um, if you look on Facebook, not Facebook, YouTube, there's a lot of videos on how people who are high achievers bookend their day. So if you're looking at this and going, well, I don't know what to do, you could start experimenting and just start, well, what does Tim Ferriss do? What does Tony Robbins do? What is whoever it is, they might have their recipe for success out there. And I would say just add one. Because some of them have like, I do these seven steps. First I do this and then I do this and then I do this. Just grab one. Well, well, and like um, the interesting thing about something. So high achievers, that was the phrase I was looking for the entire episode. Because I, I, I was using the word business in stand in for it. But I, I meant like people who are just out there like kicking ass in that really achievement heavy way. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have like 35 things they do that like keep them at peak performance. Yeah. Um, the thing is that I've always found a lot of it like really overwhelming because I don't embrace systems very easily. And, uh, and it can make me feel like a trash person because even if I embrace like 17 of them, I guarantee like a month, a month and a half later, I've put down like 17 of them. <laughs> I put like, down 18 of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, Wait, which one, which good one of my own did I lose in that yeah, exactly. I'm so confused. <laughs> so I, I just don't, I, I have trouble with like dogma toward any practice. Mm-hmm. And so I will naturally be inclined towards novelty. Um, and so the nice thing is um, sometimes you find out in the world, there's like simple things <laughs> that, that aren't like these like complex chain, like this Rube Goldberg machine of practices. Uh-huh. It, it eke out that extra extra 0.5% when you're already at 98. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's just a thing like, hey, did you know if you like start your day thinking about stuff instead of just running like a madman and if you end your day like reflected on how well you thought about and did that stuff, that like your days feel more complete, like like pages or like chapters mm-hmm. in a book. That That's all. It's not like, and this will allow you to make a million dollars in whatever. It's just like, well, no, it'll like do whatever you're doing. Um, and it, it very easily allows you to like, um, it acts as a good incubator for new habits. Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, bookending is like, because it's so fundamental and so simple, everyone talks about it um, and has like their own flavor. So that's great because it's another one of those things like when we're talking about drive where it's like, oh, we're not talking about some like uh, esoteric random thing that you have to go like watch, you know, a, a smartphone recording of a guru talking on a mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like very, very well known, very well, well discussed. And the reason why it's worth reiterating again and again and again is like, it's one of those things you've been saying this a lot in this episode, but like, it's so stupidly simple that it's really easy not to do it or to think like, oh, well, I, I should do, you know, Step four instead, because that one seems sophisticated. Mm-hmm. That one's right? complicated. Yeah, it's this, it's the complicated one that's going to make my life better because like he's a pro and I want to be a pro, and it's like, well, okay, but like, yeah, Tony Robbins does this ice bath thing. Now I need to get the ice bath so that I can go down and hold my breath in freezing cold water, <laughs> and that'll help clear my mind. Uh huh. Or excellent. Or you could just spend five minutes setting an intention. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't sound sexy. It doesn't sound like super technical, but at the, I think it was you who told me this. Yeah, you're, you're a human. So grounding yourself in the sensation, that's a great place to start. Cause I think <laughs> I was nervous about going to Iceland and uh, I was like, oh my God, that's like, I'm a people. 
Yeah. What? It was like, duh. <laughs> and it helped. It really helped me have so much more fun in Iceland. I go, oh yeah, I'm a people. I can just breathe the fresh air here. I could just observe people. I don't have to stress about the fact that this is my first vacation in 15 years and it's got all these expectations. No, I'm just here right now, breathing in Icelandic air. Thank you, Dan. Well, and you and you knew what your intention was in Iceland. Like you you had a flavor about you where, where you're just like, you know, there's a certain level of just enjoying this vacation and being like there and being mm-hmm. present that I want to be. And so yeah, I was losing it though in the sophistication of I, like, like I think you probably had a few people in your life just being like, so if you want to be present, just be present. And they were like, <laughs> oh wait, I see. Yep, the I coach needed a coach. <laughs> I, you mean you mean I don't need to like check off these 17 boxes to prove that I was a good traveler? And it's like that wasn't your goal. Like, like if your goal was to click a whole bunch of history about Iceland, mm-hmm. which could be your goal. And then you could book in your days around that, right? Like the right tour trips, having the right connections that bring you to the right areas to show you the right things. Yeah. And you would have a great time and you walk away from it being like, man, I'm so much more knowledgeable about this place I wanted to really know. But you could go there for any reason. And if one of your reasons is just like, man, I want to put like my, my, uh, my actions where my, where my like words and my thoughts are, Mm-hmm. and say like presence is important being a human is important all these things are important it's like okay then have a vacation as a human right but i got caught up in all the stuff that the world tells me that's <laughs> what was happening totally, totally. I, gotta, I gotta have pictures to put on facebook i've gotta like tell everybody i've gotta make it look fantastic almost as if we're all creating a free advertisement for everybody yeah <laughs> i actually didn't even allow myself to put anything on facebook about that because i knew <laughs> if I went down that rabbit hole, I wouldn't be present. I would be viewing that moment through the eyes of the people who would be experiencing it. And would they be judging me? And what would they think? I didn't do any of that because I know that I get sucked into that. Yeah, you'd start performing. Well, we and we all do, to be fair. One of, these, what, one of these episodes we should talk about. Um, did I ever show you that clip of um, Bo Burnham near the end of his special Make Happy? Mm-hmm. Um, he has that like, he turns the he turns the stage lights off and like turns oh, yeah. the whole thing on and performance culture. Yeah, and and talks about how like we've we've got exactly what we asked for, which is that like we're all creators and consumers at the same time, all performing indefinitely for everyone and ourselves mm-hmm. at all times. Um, and Bo's like kind of an amazing dude in that regard. I'll get off this topic though because like eventually yeah. I would like to actually like talk about it. Yeah, we'll link that little thing. But, but um but the overall point of him like he didn't even take a stance that like it was necessarily like you know the horrible destruction of who we are as people he was more just addressing a thing of like okay the internet had an emergent of it like one emergent was that like humans are social creatures and they do like to entertain and be entertained and be Mm -hmm. appreciated and so now we have the perfect platform where we're just like a snake eating our own tail and we can like right. perform as much as we want and we can consume as much as we want. And like, it's so seductive because it's everything most, most everyone's ever wanted. Like I'm recently introverted, but I'm still a tech person. And like, I have accounts on a bunch of stuff. I don't post on Facebook. So I'm like one of the odd man out that get like the eye rolling and the like million other things. It's like, I don't post on Facebook and I don't do all this stuff. Granted, we're, we're, we're syndicating a podcast. Like I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I'm stuck in these recordings, uh, like iconic, <laughs> iconified for the culture or whatever. 
You're spinning through space on a piece of glass in the beginning of space. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so like same difference, right? It's just, uh-huh. um, I guess I'm performing in the medium where I feel like I have a little bit more control or more mastery, but it, no, no different. Like I'm not, I'm not above anyone cause I'm not posting about a trip, but like it's all, it's all the same culture, right? The ability that any of us can just make a podcast. Like me and you can just have a discussion. They're just be like, well, I guess we're radio hosts now. And it's like, okay. And that's it. That's, uh-huh. that's the world we live in. You could just do that. Um, but now all of us, to your point, are like travel agents and like all this other stuff now, like product advertisers and, and just like all these things. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's so easy to not know, bring it all home. It's, it's so easy to not know what the hell your intention is <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> in a world like that. Uh-huh. Because you could just live your entire life. I'm not saying the youth, I'm a youth too. It's, it's not saying the people growing up in this era are like- I'm 40 and it's happening to me. Completely directionless, yeah, right. And, and whatever, like th- they are carving out their own path. We know what we're trying to do. But there's this like, um, there's this really seductive engine happening mm-hmm. um, that is more of that, you would use this phrase a bunch in this podcast, um, like that weird, like gray, fuzzy feeling. Yeah. Where like, um, you were talking about like, you know, if I just roll into my day and I just start answering emails, like right out of bed, my whole day just washes together. Um, and I think that like um, that entertainer consumer engine just feeds into that more, right? Your, your trip just feeds into your phone and like performing for the pictures. So you, the, so the trip that took a week just flies by. Cause like mm-hmm. mostly you were there working, like you were working as like, um, <laughs> as like, performer actress Kimberly mm-hmm. uh, like is this lighting right and oh we better move these this, this isn't a good shot of the Great Wall of China like w- get those people out of the way and like oh the lighting's wrong can we go back in a couple hours here let's just grab a quick bite to eat and like you're, you're doing all this like stage work mm-hmm. um, and you're not just like breathing the air and like feeling the I have to do this too right everyone does I think, I think we all ultimately do. I think most of us do <laughs> just like slowing down to speak like like mm-hmm touching this table because this table like has nothing to do to be technically about this podcast really but like i am a human and i am sitting here and like there's a table here and like it it it, like sinks me in more to like realize that like i'm alive and like all this wonderful stuff um and so yeah it there's so much in the culture that um that just pulls at us and like fuzzes everything out and like smushes everything together that like one simple thing you can do is like set your own inject intentions and objectives, set your own, like say like, yes, I know the day never really ended. People were up partying all night and never went to bed and whatever. But like I'm me and I got up at six and this is my day and here's what I'm going to be in it. And here's what I'm going to try to accomplish. And then at the end of the day, just be like, you know, how did my day go? Yeah. Right. And it, it, it does help like clear some of that noise. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um, think the internet um, created a problem. I think it just revealed who we are. Like you said, sure. we're natural performers. We're natural, you know, bears singing to the, the tune, doing the dance. And it just allows you to not get pulled into that quite as much. You could set the intention. I'm going to take the best pictures in Iceland today. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's just the lack of that moment of choosing where you're just kind of getting pulled in all of these directions. And then you're, what happened to my life? What happened to the year? What happened to, 
yesterday, this week, it could just slip away so fast. And time is one of the the resources that you can't renew. It's a non-renewable resource. Right. And that to me, like I can always, I could always go on another vacation, but I can't ever get time. I, I can always, you know, get another thing or watch another movie or whatever. It's all there just waiting for me, but I can't ever get the time back. And so slowing down and making the choice. And sometimes that choice is sitting around and watching a stupid sitcom with my husband eating popcorn. Like sometimes yeah. it's just, yeah. you know, the thing, but if some days it feels like, um, I just lose all of it because I never took the time, the, the 30 seconds to make the choice for today to be a lazy day or for today to be a whatever. And then it feels like a loss. Whereas I could do the same exact thing for the day. And if it's what I chose, it feels fantastic. Today's my day off today. I'm just going to hang out with my kids today. We're going to be lazy. We're all going to stay in pajamas. That's the thing. <laughs> right. And then it feels great. Like, look at the silly thing we did at the end of the day. We're still in our jammies. But if my kids are still in their pajamas at the end of a Saturday and it wasn't the intention, I just picked up a giant stick I can smack myself in the face with. Right. What kind of a parent are you? You guys didn't go on a hike and you didn't go to the children's museum and you didn't and you didn't and you didn't. And it's totally fine to do anything. But that moment of decision, at least for me, turns off the inner critic and then I can almost celebrate no matter what I'm doing. Totally. And I'm better at it. And pajamas are fun. <laughs> pajama days. <laughs> yeah. So that's bookending. I don't know if we really talked about goal setting. I guess we'll have to do it another time. I guess that so. was that was good. I yeah. I, I haven't baby there, goals. Baby goals. Well, and I think ultimately, like this is practical application of what we've been saying for episodes, which is like you know, people are amazing and they can go and, you know, rewrite their ruts or maybe live out their current ruts or do whatever they kind of want in their lives. But there is a certain level of needing to, like you've been saying, like make the choice to do it mm-hmm. or even create, I would phrase it as like, because I'm a, I'm a spaces guy. So it'd be more like, even like carve out a window in your life where you are allowed to make a choice. There you go. So like, and, and that's why bookending is kind of special because if you know that like the first half an hour of your day or like whatever is like, it's not company time. It's not necessarily family time. It's not whatever. It's just like, it's just like you time to like get your ducks in a row and figure out like what's going on. That just like creates that, this territory, this, this like space that you can pour whatever you want into. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that space, you can make choices, which is great because then you can decide if you're going to keep doing old rats because they're serving you great, more power to you. And if you're going to change like some little thing to be healthier or be more of a certain way you want to be this year, um, then you can go to that too, but not until you like turn off the autopilot just, just for like, you were, you were saying like just 30 seconds. So I'll buy into that. You can just turn on the autopilot for like 30 seconds. Then, then you can like buy yourself the time to be like, is this really what I want to, be, want to be doing today? Not really. Okay, well, let's, you know, turn one degree. Yeah, let's right? push correct just a little bit here with this moment of consciousness. Make it yours, whatever it looks like, make it yours. Yeah, the best thing about this is like, there's actually no prescription in this. 
Mm-mm. It's not like, and thus you must start your day with a jog and you must end it with reading and then a half an hour of meditation. <laughs> it's, it's not that type of tool. Mm-mm. Like it's more like, did you know there are pockets of time at the beginning of the end and there's surprisingly high leverage? Who knew? Who knew? I mean, <laughs> uh, right? Like you may think like, is there other times of high leverage during the day? Maybe, but you know, two good ones that are really easy to start with. Mm-hmm. The beginning and the end. They're like, they're really potent, high value. Do I know why? Not really. It's just kind of interesting. I think it's more of a psychological thing. Um, and so like, so try it. Just like engage with it. Because like, it seems to work for a hundred bajillion high achievers. Um, and it works for people like me. <laughs> so who won't it work for? That's my question. I don't know. And I don't even have any goals to be a super high achiever anymore. I just want to be better. Be better, mom. Be better. See, see. So, see, it is a good mantra. You're living it now. <laughs> I'll tell my 14-year-old how <laughs> Yeah, perfect. Changed my life. <laughs> Thank you, Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good deal. I guess we'll see everybody next week. Bookend those cool. days. Awesome. Yeah, bookend those days. Chop, chop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>